0: You're listening to Joey's Totally Tech, your tech podcast. So you want to do what I'm doing here and start a podcast? And no, you don't have to be like me. You can be like someone famous like Joe Rogan. Well, I can't guarantee you that you'll have that kind of success he has, but... Antonio and I can help you learn how to start a podcast here on Joey's Totally Tech. hello welcome to joey's totally tech this is your host joey cagle and this is your new co-host antonio guerra and welcome to the podcast uh so yeah this is my first uh episode with antonio so antonio uh actually we've had you on the podcast before for our upcoming consoles episode yes yes uh tell us a little bit about yourself though
1: uh, well, I'm originally from Camden, New Jersey. I've lived in Charlotte for about 15 years now. Um, well, before the pandemic, I was a professional chef. Right now, I am at Amazon. Uh, I'm an avid podcast listener uh, at, at Amazon. Don't tell my boss this, because it's not allowed, but I listen to podcasts all the time. So, you know, it really helps the uh, keep the mind busy while you do a monotonous annual labor. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh What's it like working for Amazon
0: or can you say that on the air?
1: I'll say it, it's okay. Uh it's actually not too bad. Um it wasn't I wasn't really sure what to expect when I first started there. But I'm just basically I take things off a shelf and I put them in little bins. And after 12 hours I go home. But All uh right. <laughs> like I said I listen to podcasts so it's just kind of dumb mindless labor that I get paid decently to do.
0: <laughs> All right, sounds good. Uh, so, some of you have probably been wondering lately, where's where's Lisa? So, Lisa's my girlfriend, and of course, uh, she has made occasional appearances on the podcast here and there. Mostly on the news and commentary. She'll continue to do that when she has time, but she hasn't had much time lately. She's been busy with her own job and on her weekends off. Uh, she just had other plans, so, you know... And she's been keeping me busy, too. She's uh, planned on having me at certain things with friends and stuff, which is all cool. Um,
1: That pesky social life, bro. (laughs)
0: Yeah, gotta have that social life. But at the same time, it has uh, put me on a tight schedule with the podcast. And sometimes I get things out a little late, unfortunately. But I'm working on uh, changing that a bit. Um, We are going to take a two-week break from the topical episodes after this uh, episode, and next week, we're going to move the news and commentary to Fridays, so um, Antonio and I will be recording that on Thursdays. If Lisa's available, she could join in too, Uh, but I know she's normally busy on Thursdays. But Antonio and I will record that on Thursday, so Friday morning at eight AM, you'll have news and commentary to listen to your, your drive to work.
1: I guess we know where Lisa's priorities lie. No, she, <laughs> she's got to work. I've got to work too. You know, no, I'm mean, we all to make a living. I'm just joking around. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I love you, Lisa. So uh, today we are going to talk about how to start a podcast. So stay tuned many of you may not know where to start when it comes to making a podcast well the first place you should start is having a microphone and you know what if you have a smartphone you already have a mic if you have a laptop you already have a mic Yes, you can start off with that. Start off with the mic you have, even if it's not the one you want. Okay, I'm going to be honest, Uh, laptop mics can be kind of crap. Give it a try with some audio recording software. I'm going to recommend a free open source program called Audacity. Download it, try recording, listen to it on a decent pair of headphones. It doesn't have to be studio quality, however. I have a pair of cheap Sony headphones that are supposedly noise canceling. You could can get them on sale for like twenty, or no, actually, right now ten dollars at Target. I think I saw this week. But yeah, normally it's twenty dollars. Something like that will do the job. You could even use their like five or ten dollar headphones from Target if you want. How would you decide
1: on Audacity? Did you try any other programs to that or?
0: I mean, there's plenty of paid programs out there, and I'll talk about that a little bit later in the episode, but uh, I'm a cheapskate, I guess. No, um, uh, I'm a big open source software fan. Uh, if you see my desktop here, I'm running a, a Linux based desktop right now. And so I love open source software, it's great. Audacity is a great free program, very professional too. Smartphones, on the other hand, tend to have pretty good mics compared to laptops, and these days, if you have one from the past few years, it's going to be a good quality mic. My iPhone 6S will do a decent job of recording a podcast, and Android phones from the past few years will have decent mics too. Of course, this is good to get started, but I know some of you are going to want to buy a mic for podcasting. I know for me, using a smartphone wouldn't be ideal for me. So there's a couple of ways to go. The easiest way is to have your computer and a USB microphone. Now, most USB microphones are going to be condenser microphones, and that's what we're using for our podcast here, actually. I'm using the Blue Yeti, a very classic and popular microphone for
1: podcasting, as well as game streaming. I'm using the FiFine K670 microphone. It's a pretty good mic comparable to the Blue Yeti, but it's a little bit cheaper price point.
0: Yes. And the reason for that I mentioned last time, I think, um, not last time, but in my review of the K670, was because that only has one polar pattern. My Blue Yeti has four polar patterns.
1: For the uninitiated, what are polar patterns?
0: Okay, so polar patterns are basically uh, the way the mic picks up the sound. So the cardioid polar pattern, which is your ideal polar pattern for podcasts or live stream, basically anything you're going to do with broadcast generally, it picks up mostly in front of the microphone. Somewhat from the sides, but not that much, and very little from the back of the microphone.
1: Yeah, I remember when you were doing the review, you were kind of going from different directions. Okay, I see what you're saying.
0: Yes. So, condenser mics are great for getting every detail of your voice, which may be desirable for your podcast. I love the sound of condenser microphones myself. I'm a fan of the Blue Yeti and the Fifine K670 for this very reason. And I love getting that rich detail of the voice in the podcast. However, that's also a downside to condenser microphones. They get everything. If a cow farts down the road, the mic will pick that up. I'm joking, of course, but I'm not joking too. There have been times I've had to stop recording and start again because a loud car was zooming down the road by this apartment. Condenser mics are best suited for situations where you have control over the sound in the environment, typically rooms treated for sound, like studios. Of course, it's not that hard to treat a room for sound, really. Just fill the room with stuff, preferably soft stuff like couches, pillows, etc. whatnot.
1: They also make foam that you can put on the wall to prevent echoes and things like that. Or you can be like the guy from Hustle and Flow and just put a bunch of drink holders on your (laughs) wall.
0: I don't know how well that would work, though, honestly.
1: It worked for them. I don't
0: know. Okay, maybe that works. I haven't tried it. But a condenser microphone is going to pick up the air conditioner. It's going to pick up the fan. There's actually a PC fan that my Blue Yeti picks up. And the only reason you don't typically hear it is because I do noise reduction in Audacity. And also, I typically add background music too, a little trick for you all there. Then there's dynamic mics. There's a handful of USB dynamic mics, the Samsung QTU or the Audio-Technica AT2005 mic come to mind. Oh, really, those two are special mics, by the way, because they also connect via XLR along with USB. That's not important yet, though, A dynamic mic picks up only what is right in front of the microphone. If you're farther away from the microphone, it's not going to pick you up very well like a condenser microphone would. If you're starting a podcast in your home and you don't have very good control over the sound there, you'll want to go with a dynamic mic. Now, there are downsides to a dynamic mic. You'll need to be right up on the mic and really i think it's a good idea to be pretty close to a condenser mic too just because the proximity effect helps cancel out a lot of the noise condenser mics would often pick up but it's far more important with a dynamic mic to be close to it otherwise it won't hear you so you'll want to choose what mic is best for your needs you also need to consider what's best for your voice. If you have a music store near you, like Guitar Center or whatnot, where you can try out mics, do that. That's really going to be the best way to determine what is right for you and your voice. Now, USB is the easiest, it's plug and play. But now let's talk about the other option, XLR mics. For XLR mics, you're going to need an audio interface with XLR. It's going to plug into your computer via USB, but you're going to plug in XLR mics. What is XLR? It stands for external line run. They're the connectors that are used on professional sound setups like you'd have at concerts. If you only need one XLR mic, I've heard good things about the Focusrite Scarlett Solo at $109.99. Interestingly, that comes in a little bit more than the Prosonus audio box, which has two XLR jacks for $99.95, though. And for a one jack XLR, you can go cheaper with the Behringer Euphoria UM2 USB audio interface for $49.00. But I'll warn you, in this
1: area, you tend to get what you pay for. What are the advantages to having more XLR uh, connections?
0: So, uh, you might want more microphones, for example, if you're doing a show with a host and a co-host, like we're doing, even though we do it USB, but I'm going to talk about how we do that in a bit. Uh, But... Yes, uh XLR mics, you, have, uh, you can have multiple people on the episode at one time. It's a lot easier to set that up than it would be with a speed. XLR setups tend to allow more control over the sound as well. And if you have multiple mics, as we just mentioned, depending on the setup, it's going to be easier. You can get an audio mixer that's also a USB interface. Now you have even more control over that with your XLR mic because they tend to let you control the high end, low end, etc. of the sound. You can add bass to your voice or treble right on the mixer. You don't have to do it in post. You adjust it to the needs of your voice. Something like the Yamaha MG10XU 10-channel mixer might be a good fit for that. Now, should you choose to go with a condenser mic for your XLR setup, you're going to want something that will provide phantom power. This is extra power that a condenser mic will need, as condenser mics tend to use a lot of power. If your audio interface or mixer does not provide phantom power, your condenser mic likely will not work. Now back to the two mics I mentioned earlier: the Samson Q2U and Audio Technica AT2005. I mentioned these mics have both XLR and USB. They are great dynamic microphones, not expensive by any means. I think you get, get the Samsung Q2U for like seventy or eighty bucks. Uh, the other microphone, I think, is a little north of 100, if I remember correctly. And they might be a great option if you want to start off with USB and then upgrade to an XLR setup. Looking back, I wish I had gone this route myself, but you live and learn.
1: You have like a dream microphone, Joey?
0: A dream microphone? I mean, I really like the uh, odd mics from Rode.
1: I hear good things about Rode.
0: Yeah, and um, the Rode pod mics are not expensive. They're like $100. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, if I get the Rodecaster Pro, which is a possibility, I'm going to get the pod mics with them. I don't know if I'd call them the Dream Microphone. I don't really have a particular Dream Microphone, though the Shure SM7B That's a pretty popular microphone. That's around the $400 or $500 range. A lot of quiche. Yeah. Yeah, you could uh, consider those as well if you're willing to spend the money for that. Yeah. But really, the uh, Rode Pod mics, there's uh, ways to make it sound pretty close to the Shure SM7B. Okay. So. One last thing as far as mics goes. You want to make sure the mic has a cardioid polar pattern, which we mentioned before. This is a pattern that the mic will pick sound up in. Cardioid patterns pick up mostly from the front, somewhat on the sides, but not so strongly on the back. And also, read the documentation of where to speak into your microphone. A lot of people assume that you do it at the top of the microphone or at the very end. There's a front address microphones like what we're using here. You speak into the front of these microphones rather than the top of them. So that's a new thing for a lot of you who may not know that much about mics. So pay attention to your microphone documentation. Make sure you're not speaking into your mic the wrong way. If you're recording with your smartphone or tablet, there are some great options for recording. Backpack Studio is one of them, if you're own iOS, and it's only $9.99. For Android, I've heard great things about Auphonic, which has both free and subscription models. Now, if you're a Windows or Linux user, there's a great program, which I've already mentioned, Audacity. It's free and open source, There are programs like Adobe Audition, which are paid for. Quite frankly, though, for me personally, I see little reason to pay for that software. Audacity just does the job for me. But you may find something like Adobe Audition to be better for you. A single app subscription of Adobe Audition is just $20.99 per month. You can also get Adobe Audition and Audacity for Mac... You can also get Adobe Audition and Audacity for Mac, but Mac users already have a great audio program in GarageBand. I think most Mac users prefer this to something like Audacity anyway. To get started, start with the free programs, but if you want to, absolutely look into the paid programs, too, because it's possible they may provide some features that you don't have with Audacity or GarageBand especially if this is a podcast you want to go pro and you're looking for some pro features that some of the other software may not offer i'm not saying audacity and GarageBand don't have pro features because they absolutely do but with some of the software that you pay for you could potentially have some nice and easier to use features as well
1: what are some features that you wish audacity had as a free program that it doesn't currently offer i mean for me audacity offers everything i want okay. if i'm honest so what are the what are some of the features that the pro that the paid for uh, options maybe offer you know free ones don't you know i think a
0: lot of the paid options just uh have certain things that are a little user friendly from what i've seen gotcha um, I think they have a lot of the same, uh, features, but they just, uh, well, oftentimes make things a bit more friendly because open source software does tend to be pretty technical. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of
1: like Windows versus DOS.
0: Right. Well, I'd say Linux versus DOS more accurately okay. because, uh, open source software, much of it is written initially for Linux to begin with. Yeah, I gotcha, no. right. Uh So, yeah, but you can think of it like that, too. Windows versus DOS. even though um, DOS isn't used, like, in the mainstream so much anymore. Oh, yeah, I mean, who would do that? Right, yeah. <laughs> Whereas uh, <laughs> Windows is used, uh, Linux is used mainstream a lot on servers, and then people like me use it. Gotcha, all right. Uh, you could actually use a video editor to record and edit your audio, too. When I really first learned podcast editing, I was at the School of Communication Arts at Brawley and we actually were shown how to use uh, Vegas, at that time it was Sony Vegas, a popular video editor, to record and edit audio. So if video editors are more your cup of tea, feel free to use that as well. You can export to MP3 with no problem in most video
1: editors, so go for it. So besides the obvious, what would you say there's the difference between editing on video versus audio uh, software?
0: Uh, there's not a huge difference, if I'm to be honest. The only thing is, with video editing software, you have video tracks as well as audio tracks.
1: Okay, it's simple enough. Right,
0: yeah. Um, I'd say video editing can be a bit more challenging because now you're dealing with both uh, video and audio. But you might want to look into video editors for uh, editing your podcast. I use a uh, Caden Live when I do use a video editor. Another free uh, program for Linux, uh, Sony Vegas or not Sony, just Vegas. Um, that's a great paid uh, program to use if you want to pay for something like that. Now, if you're using multiple USB mics like we're doing, this can be a challenge. I think Mac has a way to remedy this if I remember correctly, but Windows and Linux can be a bit trickier if you're planning to use multiple mics with Audacity. Because using multiple mics with Audacity, well, you can't. That's a no-go. There are ways around this. In Windows, you could use a program called Voice Meter, which I've tried, and it works decently. Though the best way to go, in my opinion, is with two mics on that, and one to the left, the other to the right. And when you're done recording the stereo track, convert that track to two mono tracks and adjust the panning of both to the center. I don't really like this method. I mean, it works, but I don't like it. I prefer to use OBS Studio, which we're using right here, right now, It's really more popular for streaming video, and particularly game streaming, but it can be used for multi-track recording with USB mics, too. It's programmed to be able to use multiple USB mics at one time. This is how we're doing it now, and in the episode description, I have a link to Vin Stone's video from Linux GamerCast on how to do multi-track recording in OBS Studio. So the main setup I have here, recording with Antonio, I have OBS Studio, I record the podcast in that, and then I can import the file it recorded into Audacity, and I have multiple tracks to edit. Now, there are some recorders that are dedicated to recording audio to SD cards. They... There are field recorders like the Zoom H6, which are popular for this, and in recent years we've seen mixers and recorders designed specifically for podcasting, like the Rodecaster Pro from Rode, a very popular setup, the upcoming Zoom PodTrack P8, and then the recently released PodTrack P4, but well, really the P4 isn't really so much a mixer, but it's a portable podcast recorder, You can do mixing with it though, it does have the knobs for that. These all take XLR inputs, so don't expect to use USB mics with these, but these provide varying interfaces for you to record, mix, and edit your podcast to SD card. The cheapest of what I've mentioned is the PodTrack P4 from Zoom. It doesn't have any editing capabilities I'm aware of, but it will save each track to WAV files so you can bring them into Audacity and edit them in post-production. I'm not going to get too much into these, but I wanted to mention them and let you do your research for what you feel is best to do if you choose to go that route and have already decided on an XLR setup. Okay, so now we're going to deal with podcast hosting, and I don't mean being the host of a podcast, but actually having a place to have your podcast heard and uploaded to. Now, you can host this podcast on your own hosting server if you already have a website, and I'm not going to recommend that. Uh, Do it if you really want to, but. You'll need to learn XML and how to create an RSS feed. Second, if your podcast becomes highly popular, you'll probably uh, really mess up things on your server. It's going to be overloaded. There are some pretty great podcasting hosts out there, though, some of which are free, and then some that are paid podcasting hosts. I'll start out with the free ones, as this is going to be the easiest for those of you like us with no budget. Anchor is probably the biggest free host. It's owned by Spotify, which is a major platform to distribute your podcast on. Now, Anchor can handle your distribution, and if you don't think you'll ever leave Anchor, then sure, let them handle that. But from my experience, I started out on Anchor. If you decide to leave, it can be a little challenging to change that distribution, as well as get access to the stats from Spotify and Apple. I didn't find it too hard myself to get access from them, but I've heard horror stories from others. So just for ease of use, if you want to switch hosts in the future, if you start on Anchor, Don't let them handle your distribution to other platforms. Do that yourself. But it's fine hosting it there. Uh, Anchor is pretty nice. You're automatically monetized, but you're advertising Anchor for a long time until you're big enough to pick up other sponsors. They also have a nice interface for editing your podcast, albeit quite limited, but easy for beginners who want to not deal with the hassles of doing a lot of editing and something like audacity or other programs now anchor is fine if you want to use that but we're on another free hosting service called red circle they are clear how their service is paid for if you're monetized they get a small percentage of your money and that pays for the hosting I highly recommend Red Circle because you have the ability to cross-promote with other podcasts as well. They have a whole program for that, something Anchor doesn't have. They also have an advertising marketplace, which if you want to monetize, you can do so once your podcast averages 500 downloads per week. They also have a Patreon-esque monetization that allows you to provide exclusive content like we do with our exclusives at joeystolletech.com slash exclusive. We have our prices set to $1.50 per week, $5 per month, and $50 per year, but you can essentially set yours to whatever you'd like. I've also come across podcast.com. They'll host it for free, but other than an SEO-friendly site, they didn't really have any services that would compel me to use their host over Red Circle. Now, you also have a number of paid hosting services. There's Buzzsprout, Spreaker, Podbean, Transistor, and more. Some of them, like Podbean, also offer free hosting, but with some serious limitations. The pricing is going to vary widely on plans depending on your needs. One thing that all these hosts will provide you with is an RSS feed. This is essentially your podcast episode listing and information. This will send data to podcast aggregators and the platforms that you're distributing to like Apple Music, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, etc., most of these hosts will update your RSS feed automatically, uploaded episode, so that the platforms are notified of your new episodes and distribute them accordingly. Each host will provide varying degrees of statistics too. That's something you'll want to pay attention to, particularly if you're looking to attract advertisers. Though so one thing I left out that I could have mentioned in the beginning of this episode is content. I'm assuming you already know the topic you want to talk about. Oh wait, you don't know the topic you want to talk about? Well, what are you interested in? What is your expertise in? What are some of your hobbies? Or what's your career? This can hopefully help you niche down into a good topic for your podcast. And oftentimes, the more niche it is, the better it can be. Some people are looking for something very specific. Let's also remember that a smaller niche can sometimes mean a smaller audience, but it can also mean a dedicated audience and an audience
1: that can tell others about your podcast, which could potentially help it grow. Do you ever have any machinations of doing another different kind of podcast, or?
0: I mean, I've considered it. I think my only issue right now is uh, finding the time to do another podcast, but.
1: I'm sure you got your hands full with just the one
0: Right, right now I have my hands full with one But if I can find time to do other podcasts, I'm totally up for it Red Circle actually allows for multiple podcasts on one account So I can start off my Joey's Totally Tech podcast And eventually I might do other podcasts as well I've thought about doing some limited series podcasts right on there
1: like anything you're willing to share, or um,
0: I haven't decided yet. It's probably going to be some on tech-related topics. You know, it'll probably be like a six-part series type podcast, work. gotcha, like a
1: serial kind of thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, it, but that's just me. Um, you can do whatever you want if you want to do two or three podcasts on Red Circle. Easy enough to do. Um, some people, and I've thought about doing this, will uh, actually charge money to do podcasts for other people. Oh, okay. So yeah. so, yeah. We can host a podcast and have it on Red Circle, and they pay us to do that. I haven't found anyone to do that with yet, but it's an idea. I'd have to decide on pricing for that. Yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah. And I haven't decided what I'd want to charge for that yet. So... That's an idea you could. Uh, that's an idea for you as well as the listener. And if you're wanting to start a podcast, you don't have to be limited to your own podcast. You can become a podcast host for other people who have an idea of podcasting or a podcast rather, and they may not have the voice for the podcast, but they want to hire someone to do it. To be for a business, for example. Some people want a podcast for their business. They need someone with a good voice. And they're willing to pay some good money for it. That was like the dream right there. Yeah, totally. And that's something that I'm considering doing, too. So today, I've covered how to get started with your podcast. Hopefully, I've helped you get the gears turning and how you want to do this, what kind of equipment you want to use, and hopefully towards the end, I helped you think a bit about the content of your podcast, if you haven't thought about that already. So if you are inspired to start a podcast by today's episode, let us know. Call the tech line at 980-999-0835. That's 980-999-0TEK. You can tell us about your podcast, and hey, you'll get free promotion here for your podcast too, because you let us know that we've helped inspire your podcast. And also, at the same time, call that number 980-999-0835 if you have tech questions for us to answer here Oh, Joey's Totally Tech. All right, this has been Joey Cagle. And Antonio Guerra. And we will catch you next time.